from WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, your Valley Free Radio Station. Welcome. I'm Warren Odeschulet, and this is A Baha'i Perspective. to a Baha'i Perspective. I recorded an interview with Cora Palazzolo on September 29, 2016. A group of four dedicated calendar lovers in Portland, Oregon, are combining their talents to teach how the Baha'i 19-day calendar can be used to develop a process for spiritual growth and awareness. Using art, scripture, and mathematics, Cora and her husband Michael Palazzolo have created 19-day cards a daily method for tracking and practicing with the spiritual qualities in the Baha'i calendar. Hartist Tammy Hill and her husband, Mark, as marketing manager and videographer, make up the fun group who call themselves Team 19. You can find their work at 19daycards.com. In this interview, Cora shares her story and how she came to create 19 Day Cards. I started the interview by asking Cora where she grew up, and what was it like growing up there? I grew up in a small coastal town in northern Oregon, and it rained a lot there. In fact, in the Farmer's Almanac, it is listed as the second worst city in the United States to live in. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Even so, I had a lovely childhood. We had a small farm out in the country. It was a half-an-hour drive from my home to the school or to anything and so I ended up reading a lot because I had a lot of time spent in commuting as a child and I was very shy. I was an early bibliophile. I loved the library and my favorite kinds of books were actually autobiographies I was so interested in real people's lives and how they made a difference in this world. I always aspired to be either an inventor or a healer. And uh, what was religious life like growing up? Well, I grew up in a Baha'i family. My parents became Baha'i when I was two and a half. My mother was the Sunday school teacher. And I was her assistant. My sister and I were her assistants. And we would help the, you know, maybe like Saturday before the Sunday class, we would cut out pictures or felt shapes or whatever craft activity that we were going to do for the children's class, we would help her with. She would design games and and ways to help the children learn the Baha'i writings and learn the Baha'i teachings. She actually came up with a concentration game in order to learn the qualities of the calendar. So that was really my first introduction to the calendar was when I was about mm, six, six to eight years old. And so you mean the Baha'i calendar? I do, I do, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. The Baha'i calendar is unique in that 
it is comprised of 19 months of 19 days. Each of the months within the calendar have spiritual quality assigned to them. Mm-hmm. So this, for instance, is the month of will. Mm. I guess throughout religious history, there's always been calendars introduced by the prophet founders of religions? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm working on memorizing this quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it just means so, so much to me. This was from a letter dated July 2014 from the guiding body in the Baha'i faith called the Universal House of Justice. The quote is short. It's the adoption of a new calendar in each dispensation is a symbol of the power of divine revelation to reshape human perception of material, social, and spiritual reality. Through it, sacred moments are distinguished, humanity's place in time and space reimagined, and the rhythm of life recast. So what does that quote mean? you You know there's two phrases in that last paragraph sacred moments are distinguished and the rhythm of life recast that really speak to my heart and soul the sacred moments are distinguished is really personal for me because i am always trying to find a way to make life sacred It's a practice that I have. And, you know, past dispensations have had a lot more ceremony in their religious experience than the Baha'i faith does right now. We're so young. Actually, though, I should say that as a Baha'i child growing up in a Baha'i community, very strong Baha'i community. At the age of 10, I was holding my own or hosting my own feasts Hmm. for the Baha'i community. How is it that your parents became Baha'i? It's a beautiful love story, actually. Mm -hmm. What happened was my mom was engaged to my stepfather when I was about two and a half years old. They were invited to an engagement party at uh, my stepfather's aunt's home. After the party, my aunt invited them to stay for a Baha'i fireside, an introduction to find out about the Baha'i faith. And they talked about it briefly and decided to stay. My mother was raised Catholic and was always very interested in religion, but had left the Catholic faith years ago because they couldn't answer her questions. That night, actually, their engagement um, party night began their year of study in the Baha'i faith. They got married a couple of weeks later after the engagement party. That was all planned. Almost to the date, one year later, my mother and stepfather were talking about what they were going to give to each other for their one-year anniversary. 
she told him, I know what I'm going to give you for our anniversary. And he said, I know what I'm going to give you too. And she said, but it's, it's not something you can hold. And it's something that I'm afraid will change our lives. And he said, um, what I want to give you will most certainly change our lives. And she said, you know, well, you, you tell me first. Mm -hmm. And, and he's like, no, no, you, you tell me first. And they decided they would go together, say it together. And, and so they said, okay, one, two, three. And they both said, I want to be a Baha'i. That's sweet. It's very sweet. Very, very sweet. They became very active in the Baha'i community. Our little family, my sister and I and them, would travel, oh, like three weekends, it seemed like, out of a month to go to this Baha'i event or that Baha'i event in the northwest part of the country, and sometimes even further. (laughs) You know, one of the principles of the Baha'i faith is the independent investigation of truth, and I'm wondering, when was it that the Baha'i faith became your religion rather than your parents' religion? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I was a deeply religious child in that I was always memorizing the prayers and writing, had a, a great love for the sacred. When I was early teens, there was a contest that the National Youth Committee advertised in the American Baha'i magazine. They said there's uh, three prizes for the winners of this essay contest. The contest was something like why I am a Baha'i to write about that. And I did. I was curious about the prizes, and I loved writing as well. I did a lot of journal writing, and I sent it in, and I won second prize, and that was a copy of Adib Teherzadeh, his book, Revelation on Baha'u'llah. The moment that I felt that this is my faith was actually when I got that book, and I was reading in bed and I was going from Baha'u'llah's writing to the next scripture. I was reading from scripture to scripture, completely skipping over all of the other words because the scripture was feeding me. Mm. And it was then that I realized that actually the essay was just out of my brain or my head writing, you know, and answering the question, but that to have that experience with the writings, that was why I was a Baha'i. Because when I read sacred scripture, and it can be of any religion, I just happened to be raised in the Baha'i faith and and fell in love with that, that my soul is touched, my heart is attracted. Mm. And why is it, do you think, your essay was picked? (laughs) 
honestly, I think there was probably only two people that <laughs> <laughs> at that time um, there were very few. It seemed like few and far between um, Baha'i youth. I knew a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You introduced me to your 19-day cards, but before we get into that, they're very artistic and beautiful. So I'm assuming you grew up with art as a part of your life? Actually, no, uh -uh, not at all. I just have this natural proclivity toward systems and the overlaying of one system on top of the other. And I will get these flashes of insight. Um, it started actually with the orbs. I was trying to explain it to my husband, who is a programmer, computer programmer, and he's a closet artist. And I was trying to explain the Baha'i calendar to him in this circular fashion, this new way of looking at it. And I, I kept saying that there's these orbs, they're like planets <laughs> and uh, circling around each other. And so between the two of us, this is the design we came up with. Actually, this is design five. And we're sticking with this one. <laughs> All right, so since we've gotten into it, why don't you give our listeners sort of an introduction of what we're talking about? I was in the middle of completing my master's degree in applied theology. Usually when I say that, everybody asks, what, what mm -hmm. did you just say? Yeah. You have a master's degree in applied theology. What does that mean? It's an interfaith or multi-faith theological degree that studies the world religions, the sacred scripture, and it teaches the exegetical method of studying scripture, and it has a equal respect for all of the faith traditions throughout the world. It's kind of funny, actually, because here I was studying all the scripture of the Dhammapada or the Old Testament or the Quran or Buddhist teachings and Zoroaster, you know, you name it, a Native American. It's a really intensive program. It took me three years to complete. Here I was steeped in these different traditions and yet at the same time i felt a longing for a deeper connection with the divine it was as if my mind was engaged in all the studies but my heart wasn't there very similar to that first experience with um a deep to here's today's book so I decided that I would take a small phrase of Baha'u'llah's words and hold it in my mind and heart and meditate on it over a period of time. It ended up being like six to eight months. And the phrase was simply, bring thyself to account each day. 
And this phrase captured my imagination because I had no idea of how I was to follow this counsel of Baha'u'llah's to bring myself to account each day. And so that was the question in my heart was, how do I bring myself to account each day? And then there was a trust in meditating on just those simple six words that eventually something would break through. And it was interesting because I started in the mornings hearing the calendar song play in my mind. I had learned the calendar song as a child. So what is the calendar song? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the calendar song is the names of the 19 months, first in English and then in Persian. So they are splendor, glory, beauty, grandeur, light, mercy, words, perfection, names, might, will, knowledge, power, speech, questions, honor, sovereignty, dominion, and loftiness. Kamala 
This song just kept playing in my mind, almost an answer to my question, bring thyself to account each day. So then I started to believe it was an answer. And I remembered then that as a youth, I was fascinated with the idea of taking the Baha'i month, the quality of the Baha'i month, and focusing on it for 19 days. For instance, we are now in the month of will. I would, for 19 days, consider the spiritual quality of will, God's will, my will, human will, my will, what do I use my will for, and so on and so forth. So I began accumulating quotes for each of the Baha'i months. I also was doing more study on the Baha'i calendar. In the study on the Baha'i calendar, I came across an aspect of the calendar that I knew from childhood, but it never really gelled in my mind. And that was this unique feature that the days within the Baha'i month, the names of those days are also the names of the months. So here we are in the month of will, and today is the day of grandeur. It's the fourth day within the month of will. Next month, when it is the month of knowledge, the fourth day will also be the day of grandeur. The fifth is the day of light, and so forth. I came up with this circular understanding of the months and the days. My husband and I plotted it in a circular pattern on the computer and came up with a meditation card for each day of the month. You gave me two sets. What I have in front of me is the month of Asma, which is names. One of the teachings of the Baha'i faith is to read from scripture in the morning and in the evening. I found these cards a wonderful method 
in which to, to do that. As I'm looking at the cards for each day, as you say, it's a, a square card. Around the circumference of the square are the days of the month, the 19 days of the month. So as I take the first day, the first day is it's highlighted as Baha, uh, which is splendor for the month of Asma, which is names. And then you have a beautiful quote from Baha'u'llah. And then you have sort of a meditation thought, uh, which I <laughs> thought was nice. The other thing I just noticed, and for those listening, it's really hard to get the concept auditorially, but if you're not listening to the broadcast, but rather listening to a recording of this interview, is there a website our listeners can go to so they can see pictorially what these cards would look like? Oh, sure. It's just simply 19-day cards, 19daycards.com. Okay. So maybe our listeners, if they're listening uh, over the Internet or listening on a podcast recording, they could go to the uh, website simultaneously or concurrently and look at the, the picture of the card, and mm -hmm. they'll see how the English and Persian names of the days go around 1 through 19. And then I was noticing on the very edge of the cards, and I didn't bring the other set with me, and I don't know if they're different, but at each corner or, or along the very edge of the card, you have some other text, like the fire of God, glorification, uh, yes. the air of eternity, celebration of praise. What was the inspiration and what is, what is the significance of that? Yes. Oh, thank you for asking. That's a new feature in our beloved calendar that we are just learning about thanks to Dr. Asaidi's book, The Gate of the Heart. He translated the Bab, who's the forerunner of the prophet of the Baha'i faith, translated his book, The Bayan, into various portions. There is a section around page 352, I believe it is, that translates the Bob's vision of the calendar. It's so amazing and beautiful that our calendar has these elements in it. So the first three months within the Baha'i year are under the, the element of fire. So on the card, you will see them as colored in red. This is just my interpretation of fire, of course. And the next four, and this is all according to the Bob scripture, again, it's the element of air, the air of eternity, it says from the quote, and celebration of praise. The next six are in the water of divine unity and the exaltation of unity. And the last six are in the sacred realm of the earth. So we have fire, air, water, earth within the 19-month calendar. And this brings a whole different dimension to the practice of the 19-day calendar. 
And I'm trying to bring actually the elements into our feast, an awareness of the elements into our Baha'i gatherings, because I think it brings us back to who we are as humans connected on this earth. And for some reason, the Bob put these elements in our calendar. Hmm. There is a beautiful YouTube video created by Nicola Daniels on the four elements. If somebody wanted to look it up, it's called Fire, Air, Water, and Earth in the Body Calendar, spelled B-A-D-I, which means wondrous or unique. So maybe you could give us a little history on the Baha'i calendar, how it came into being, and its reference to being a the Badi calendar. Oh, wow, history. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I caught you off guard there. <laughs> yeah, I can give you a few of the Bob's quotes, but the history is not my forte. No so, worries. But there is this beautiful quote from the Bob uh, where he explains that the 19 months correspond to the Persian Bayan in the 19 letters. And he says, he hath destined, he being God, hath destined each day to be the springtime of one of his laws. That's the practice that I am trying to bring into my life, an awareness of the spiritual quality, or call it a law, that is operating on this day in particular. Now, today is, as I said, the day of grandeur within the month of will. And when the sun goes down, it'll be the day of light within the month of will. And what does that mean? And how does that look? Each day has a different quality, a different essence to it. I have developed a deeper relationship with the divine through these spiritual qualities by practicing them on a daily basis. Cora, what was your vision for how people would use these cards in their daily practice you know, or any other kind of way? Actually, these cards invoke the ancient covenant of God between God and humanity. And that is the teaching that is tie between all of the world's major religions that God will always be with us, will always offer a teacher or a prophet to help guide us. And our part is to serve God, to learn about God, to worship God in whatever way we can. We've heard about the covenant a lot from the Jewish religion around the time of Moses and the Ten Commandments. But this covenant is ancient. It goes before Moses and after the Baha'i faith. It will always be this, this relationship that our Creator has with us as the creation. Therefore, 
all that to say that these cards reflect that multi-faith perspective because that's my love this interfaith theology is is my love so the cards were were created to reach outside of the bahai community to those who are friends of bahais or who are bahai curious and that's actually where these cards have flourished here in the northwest it is not so much the people that are within the faith that know the Baha'i teachings, but those that are interested in finding out about other religions as well. I try to mix it up. That's one part of the answer to your question. On a personal level, it's to develop one's connection with the divine, with the unknowable essence, with uh, the evanescence that we cannot see with our human eyes or hear with our human ears, but we can, um, by using our our spirits, our hearts, our souls, find manifestations, small uh, evidences of the divine throughout our days. Right. So I noticed that you do use for each day, you use different scriptures from different religious traditions, as well as the meditation is for anybody who yes. to think about their spirituality. So I can see very much how this can be very much of interest to anyone who tends toward interfaith devotion or interfaith meditation. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. It's to develop a, a, a personal experience with the divine. And you know, Warren, a lot of people have gotten very creative from using these cards. It's like opened up their creativity because they fall in love with the spiritual qualities and then they want to put them in an art form of some sort. So like this card, which was in the month of words on the day of beauty, the two quotes, short quotes, um, the first is from the Rig Veda. Uh, Yea, let my meditations, let my songs exalt thee evermore. That's the Hindu faith. And the Baha'i quote, endeavor your utmost to compose beautiful poems to be chanted with heavenly music. Thus may their beauty affect the minds and impress the hearts of those who listen. And that was from Abdu'l Baha. Who's the Who's, son of the prophet founder, Baha'u'llah, yeah. Yes. Um, and so then the reflection is what might be the, the words in the first line of a song or poem expressing your feelings about a current life issue. Some people have, you know, even started writing songs about the calendar because they're so taken by it. And these meditations or reflections under the sacred scripture are just like jumping off points. It's not something anybody has to do. It's just to stimulate the imagination around spiritual qualities. 
And so sometimes they're really fun and funny, and sometimes they're very thoughtful and and deep. And sometimes, you know, you have one that you really like, and and maybe one you don't like as well. So you just hold on to the one you like for a long time, you know. (laughs) (laughs) The 19-day cards, in looking at them in this circular fashion, you can actually think about a clock, how we think about a clock, and it's got the 12 numbers, 1 to 12. There's a small hand that points to the hour and a larger hand that points to the minute. So you can kind of overlay that idea, a clock, onto these cards, where let's say the short hand would be the month, pointing to the month of will, and the long hand is pointing to the orange orb or the day. We just chose a purple orb for the month and the orange orb for the day because those are our favorite colors Mm -hmm. and they don't clash with the colors of the elements. So there's nothing sacred about those colors, just a placeholder for the month and the day. If you think about it, the Baha'i calendar's day begins at sunset that change from the day to the night, there's this um, transition point. That point is very interesting to me. When grandeur turns to light, sometimes in our small group gatherings, we have practiced the transition by getting together at sunset, exactly at sunset, and we do some type of ceremony or ritual by saying thank you to the quality of the day. So it would be thank you to grandeur within the month of will. What I learned from this day was and welcoming light the next day being the day of light in the month of will. Maybe putting an intention into that. We have particularly done that when the months change. So actually within the set of uh, 21 cards, I have what is called a feast transition card. So maybe you could explain what what you mean by feast. In the Baha'i calendar, every 19 days, the Baha'is in the community gather in someone's house or a community center, and we read uh, sacred scripture, and we discuss community events, and we have a little bit of food or a lot of food and um, fellowship. It's a time of coming together every 19 days. That is called a feast. So I created in the 19-day cards, we have a feast night meditation, just as a suggestion for people that are practicing awareness of the passing of one monthly quality into the other. Cora, in addition to your website, where else can folks find your cards? We have a a Facebook page now. It's the 19-day calendar, and you can see a lot of people's art. We call it calendar-inspired art. 
One of my dear family members actually has been inspired to take the qualities of each month and put them into beautiful photos or graphic art. A lot of her work is on the Facebook. We also have videos and skits of people using the cards and we are in the process of making a video that will explain the use of the cards and have interviews of people who have been using them. Sounds like you're having a lot of fun with it. We are. We're yeah. we're having a lot of fun with it because it's so creative. You know, I think it's not only the Baha'i scriptures that call sacred scripture the creative word. Mm. And it's like when we become engaged with sacred writings, we can easily become creative because the words stir something inside of us and we just want to create. Well, Cora, thank you so much for sharing your 19-day cards with us. Oh, thank you, Warren. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Cora Palazzolo part of the team that created 19-Day Cards, an artistic and spiritual aid in living with the Baha'i calendar. You can find their work at 19daycards.com. You can find this interview and other interviews at abahaiperspective.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes for searching for A Baha'i Perspective. For information specifically on the Baha'i faith, you can go to the website baha'i.org or you can call the toll-free number 1-800-22-UNITE. I hope you join me next time on A Baha'i Perspective. a bird which soareth with the full force of its mighty wings ye are even as a bird which soareth with the full force of its mighty Joyous confidence through the immensity of the heavens until impelled to satisfy its hunger 
It turneth longingly to the water and clay. Impelled to satisfy its hunger to the water and clay of the earth below. In the mesh of its desire, itself important to resume. Soaring with the full form. 
Is a broken winged bird, and his flight is very slow. Assist him so that he may fly toward the apex of prosperity and salvation. Wing his way with the utmost joy and happiness throughout the illimitable space. Praise His melody in Thy supreme name in all the regions. Exhilarate the ears with this call, with this call, with this call. And brighten the eyes by beholding the sign. Guidance. Oh Lord, I am single, alone, and lowly. For me, there is no support save Thee. No helper. Thy word, the promotion of thy word. 
is WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, your Valley Free Radio station, streaming at www.valleyfreeradio.org.